Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. If you love your parish, listen to this podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. My name is Kelly Lippenholtz, and I am your host. I'm on staff here at Nativity. I work in youth ministry, and I'm on the message team. And so I'm happy to be your host today. I'm joined here by Tom Corcoran. Tom is the associate to the pastor here at Nativity. Hi, Tom. How's it going, Kelly? It is going great. So today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about delegation, something that is difficult for many of us. How are you at delegating, Tom? (laughs) Well, I guess we should say this came up because we just did a series on Moses. We just wrapped up a series on Moses at our church. And uh, so one week I got to speak uh, as our tradition in the summer after Mass. I, sp- I speak and Brian Crook, our director of missions. And so we talked about the story of, of Jethro and Moses. And at some p- one point in Moses's life, uh, in his leadership of the, ma- of the nation of Israel, he is uh, there's just a huge line of people. So he mm-hmm. Jethro, his father-in-law, sees that morning till evening Je- Moses is trying to uh, deal with the problems of the people right all day long and he's doing what he thinks is best right he's exactly. doing his job he's working hard exactly yeah he's not he's not goofing off he's yeah. not he's he's doing his job but at the end of the day Jethro says what are you doing and Moses says well people got problems I'm the leader I got to solve them all right mm-hmm. isn't that what leaders do and Jethro says to Moses what you're doing is not good Basically, you're going to burn yourself out, and then when you burn yourself out, the people aren't going to have a leader. And so uh, he tells him, and then Moses says, all right, what should I do? He says, get people in groups of you know, 50, hundreds, thousands, and put leaders over them. So in other words, delegate some of your responsibility to other people. So that's where this topic has come from. Okay. Well, so, and Moses, he ends up doing that. He does it well, right? He does. Yeah. Basically, all it says is that... <laughs> he followed the advice of Jethro, and okay. everything seems to work out from there. Moses lasts long term in leadership, and that's a kind of key thing, you know. That the story just goes on, and there's a sort of yeah, happily ever after in the sense of things get much better. So, what are the dangers if we if we don't delegate well for a leader? What are what are the dangers of that? Well, again, number one is the burn burnout mm-hmm. that people burn out in ministry if we just think if it's going to be, it's up to me. Right. Um, then second of all, though, we become a bottleneck. Everything stops at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so our ministries plateau. And so if you're in youth ministry, you're not going to reach as many kids if it's all up to you. If you're doing children's ministry, you're not going to reach as many children. As a, the larger church, we're not going to reach more people in our community if it all comes down to one person and we don't learn to give our work away to delegate it. Okay. So let's get into some reasons why um, people don't delegate. I mean, for me, I don't, I don't have, I don't have anybody that works for me. But a lot of churches probably feel that way. There's, there's a staff member in charge of the youth ministry. There's a staff member in charge of pastoral care. But you don't have anybody working under you. So, um, so you don't delegate for that reason because you don't think you have anyone to delegate to. What are, what are some other reasons that that we don't delegate well? Well, I think some is fear of losing control. I want to be in control. Uh, others won't do it the way I do it. Mm-hmm. And so... And you want it done a certain way. You want it done a certain <laughs> way. Because um, your way is the best way, right? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> lack of trust that... Um, I don't know if I trust you to do it. I think those are two are, are kind of connected, but I don't know. I don't know that I can trust you to get it 
to get it done. Uh, that's another thing. Um, what you mentioned, don't know who to delegate to. And like you said, it's probably one of the biggest things, biggest difficulties in church world because either you're a volunteer and trying to run something or you have, like you said, have no staff under you. And right. so you have to work in, you know, and, and the advantage we have in the church world is that we do have people who can volunteer for us. Right. We are a volunteer run organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we can, we can look at that. Um, you know, want to feel needed. Right. It feels good. Sometimes it feels good. And along with that, some people really like to be busy. It it feels good to be needed. It feels good to be valued. Yeah. And sometimes it feels good to be busy because that's what makes you feel valued and right. needed sometimes. I'm important because I'm busy. Right. And um, yeah, I think this one kind of seeps in a lot in church world that I'm needed. So this is really a hard issue, right? It's really, I mean, I guess a lot of these are really hard issues. Yeah. Fear of losing control, mm-hmm. uh, lack of trust. These are all things kind of in our heart. Um, but wanting to feel needed. If I give my work away, I'll get fired. I won't right. have a job. What do I do if what I do give I my do? work away? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we like busyness. Again, how you doing? I'm a busy person. Yeah. So Busy. That's busy. what my husband and I, every night, we say, how was your day? Busy. How was your day? Really busy. Right. And that goes <laughs> back to the feeling important. If I'm right. busy, I'm important. Yeah. And I matter. So, uh, you know, I, I think. The six, the sixth one's kind of counterintuitive here. We have down here laziness. Yeah. Um, because but it's true. It's true. You have to sit down and teach somebody the task you want them to do. And that can take a long time. Right. And so many people say, oh, it's just faster if I just do it. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we actually went to a, a conference at North Point and they actually had to say it out loud. It is not easier to do it yourself. <laughs> You know, I mean, and of course it is in the short term. It's easier in the short term. Right. This week, today, this afternoon, if I just do it myself, I will be done quicker. Right. You know, it I'm gets te- done. It's it gets done, done now. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm teaching my son to drive right now. He's 16 and he's learning to drive. And so last night um, he has to get, we are at the pool and then we're going to Taekwondo. He's Taekwondo and it's a little bit farther away. Uh, it's closer to my house than where our pool is, which is closer to church. But in any case... We got, you know, we got to get in the car. We got to get there fast. Right. I'm like, I will drive because I'm, I'm going to drive a lot faster than you, which is probably good. My 16 year old son drives really slow, which is probably good. I should probably be happy about that. You should. But any case, see, I'm not delegating this to him. I'm not training him up because right. it's going to take too long. Right. And, you know, and there's probably value in training him to drive slowly when you're in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, that's another that's another that's another thing. But um but the point is, I, we needed to get there fast. Yeah. I needed it done now. Right. More quickly. Uh, so we're going to, I'm going to do it. But, so it does, it is longer in the, sh- in the short term, but in the long term, we've now given the work away to somebody else and more can get done. So. Right. And the other thing, and maybe we're going to get to this, the other thing is some of these things that we do um, that we don't like to do, someone else loves to do them. And I think that was eye-opening for me when we talked about this um, at a meeting recently at work. It was just eye-opening, me, eye-opening to me to know, for me to know that um, somebody likes to do these tasks that I hate to do, and and they want to do them. And so just sometimes just asking a volunteer to to step up, people are waiting to be asked. They're waiting to be invited into something. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And I think that gets to some of the other ones here that I have to overcome. I know for me, number one, it's like I feel like delegation is irresponsible in some way abdicating responsibility mm-hmm. that if i ask you to do it right i've somehow 
absolved myself. Right. And that's not true. I've I've now passed the responsibility on. It's still I have to make sure it gets done. You have to make sure it gets done. Yeah, right. I'm not abdicating responsibility if at the end of the day it's not done. I have to right. I have to say, well, I abdi- I delegated it and you didn't get it done. So right. and that's part my of responsibility. That, when you delegate is to say, check back in with me in one week when you're done or check back in with me when you're halfway through this task or project. Right. You ask the person to be accountable for it as well. You don't just forget about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Giving it away, delegating doesn't mean forgetting about right. it. Right. Although it can happen it's very sometimes easily. Sometimes that happens. But, yes. So I think that's one of the internal struggles I have with it. The other one is, I think, going back to what you were just saying, feeling like delegation is unkind or punishing right, others. Right, 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 right. I've given you this work that I really hate <laughs> and I really don't want to do, yeah. that I think is the worst work in the world. <laughs> I really hate doing my expense report. You do it for me. Yeah, I can't believe anybody would like doing an expense right. report. Like, like, that, <laughs> like, but, you know, the... Somebody likes to look at numbers and, and charts and spreadsheets and, and do that, though. Somebody doesn't mind doing that. Really? Okay. we got to find that person. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of other things, too, you know, we're sure. not good at. And sometimes we have to delegate just because we can't, you know, we have to delegate the music here. Because if me or you or Father White were up there playing the music, it just, you it know. It would be really bad. It would be really bad. And we just can't, we can't do it at all. Right, right. And so, but sometimes there's things we can do, kind of, and we hold on to it and we hate doing it. Right. But we don't want to give it to somebody else because we assume everybody else hates doing it. Or somebody, as you said, would groove on it, love it, and is very happy, you know, organizing yeah. things. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, again, I don't understand why I want to like it, you know. But, you know, sometimes with content, though, I love creating content. I do, too. I've had yeah. a great week this week because all my week's been about content the last few days. Like oh, I'm Yesterday jealous. and today, yeah. <laughs> it's been about content, doing this with you, right. preparing that. It's like, I'm, like, so happy this week <laughs> because I get to do so much content. Other people, like, that would scare the heck out of them. Right, right. They, they would struggle to create content. Right. So, anyway, that's another one. Um, so, I guess, for me, the, the two most difficult ones are I feel like I'm punishing people. And I feel like I'm abdicating responsibility. What are the ones or the reasons you struggle with it? I mean, I think probably for me, it's that laziness one, which is unfortunate. I don't want to classify myself as lazy, but it just takes more effort in the short term to delegate. And I just want to get it done because then I can check it off my list. I'm a big list person. I know you're not. No, but I create lists about my lists and I and I add stuff to my list just to cross it off sometimes and um, and so if I can get it crossed off my list sooner than if I sit and teach someone to do it or or wait for their timeline to do it, then I just I just want to get it done. So so what you need to do is put on your list, delegate this responsibility yes, to somebody else. That's a great idea. That's what you got to do. So we're going to we're going to take a break here in a, in a minute, uh, in a few seconds and uh, come back with why this is so important, though, how we can do it. Uh, but important thing just to, for us to wrestle with is why do I struggle to delegate so that when we know, you know, why we struggle, we can begin to overcome that, you know. Um, so we'll take a break here. And okay, then we'll, be back. we'll be right back. Join us April 16th and 17th, 2018 for an exciting conference for pastors, parish leaders, staff and volunteer ministers, and anyone who is interested in making church matter for their community. The Rebuilt Conference is for people in the trenches who are building or rebuilding healthy and growing communities in faith. This year's conference will take place in our brand new church, so it will be a one-of-a-kind celebration. 
Along with presentations from Father Michael White and Tom Corcoran, you'll hear from Jeff Cavins and Pastor Craig Rochelle. Jeff is the creator of the Bible Timeline and a wildly popular Catholic author and speaker. Craig Rochelle is the founding pastor of Life Church, the largest church in the U.S. with 27 locations in eight states. Come to the Rebuilt Conference to be inspired, encouraged, and equipped for the work in the trenches. You can register at rebuiltconference.com. That's rebuiltconference.com. Registration opens October 1st. Hey, everyone. We're back today on the Rebuilt Podcast. We're talking about delegation. And so Tom and I have been talking about some of the reasons why we don't delegate. Tom, let's let's look at why we should delegate. What are the what are the benefits? Talk us into it. Well, again, we've kind of hinted at this at the beginning, uh, but delegation means growth, both for organizations and for individuals. In order to grow as a church, to grow as an organization, we need to give our work away. We need to delegate it. Um, and there's something that happens, right, when I teach you to do something. I'm forced in my mind, right, to think about, well, what is it I do and right. why I do that? And so, uh, you know, I, I like what Annie Stanley talks about this is I'm not responsible for filling your cup. I'm just responsible for emptying my cup. And so I don't know. This is just how I do it. And, let, and, right. it, and it forces us to think through our processes. And why do I do it this way? So that I grow and you grow because you grow now two people can do the job that I can do. So that's one reason we need to delegate. We need to give work away because otherwise we become the bottleneck and it plateaus. That's the negative. But positively, it leads to growth. Right. And when you teach someone else, it's interesting because I was teaching someone, a minister yesterday morning, to do some work um, in our database, which I am not a database girl, I'm not a data person. And um, and she had some really great ideas. Right. Which goes so, back, yeah. Yeah, so she was bringing whatever her knowledge and background is into this task and doing it her own way, but it was better than my way. Right, so it goes back to someone actually loves to do that stuff yeah. that we don't necessarily like. So, right. Um, and a lot of times we have tunnel vision, I feel like, on some of the things we do, you know, because we've been doing them for so long or... We get in a rut. Yeah. yeah. So it's really, it was really cool because it, it just opened my eyes to why delegate. Yeah. And it's a, it's some, some of these things aren't obvious to us or what's going to happen to the growth. We can't imagine what the growth's going to be, but there is some kind of growth. It's right. a way to do better. Mm-hmm. And again, the, we, we're, we're growing the number of people involved in the work of the church. Um, again, delegation means you can leverage your strengths and mitigate your weaknesses. So mm-hmm. none of us can do it all. Right. It's hard for us to hear. But <laughs> the, you know, uh, you know, I think it's John Maxwell who says you provide the mo- you're the uh, let me see if I can get this quote right. But uh, you provide the most you're the most valuable to the organization where you provide the most value. In other words, there are some strengths that you bring to the church, right. to your parish. And you want to leverage those and use them. You want to spend more and more of your time on those strengths. Right. Because you bring value there. But if you're working on your weaknesses, you don't have time to do that. You know? Yeah. Um, North Point, you know, and they're, you know, we'll quote them a lot. But, you know, in uh, Seven Practices Effective Ministry talks about, you know, that a, a great pitcher, you know, might have a really low batting average. But it's far more important they spend time on developing a really good curveball than getting that batting average because they bring the value as a pitcher. So right. knowing where you bring the value needs to is very important. Yes, I, I remember uh, talking to my husband about Black and Decker. He works for he used to work for Black and Decker, and 
and they are really good at leveraging strengths. And, and there are a lot of companies that might want to improve your weaknesses, but rather than spending all that time improving a weakness, they leverage your strength, which is a really good strategy. Right. Being well-rounded is overrated. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, again, we, and we talked about this with, with Moses a little bit, but we wear ourselves out when we don't delegate. Um, mm-hmm. It's exhausting. Yeah. Right. But we're energy. I think in the end, the flip side, if you want more energy and be more enthusiastic going to work, like I was saying this week, I love going to work because I'm yeah. doing the things I love. That's so, right. Um, it, 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 we bring more enthusiasm. We're more fully alive uh, when we when we delegate our mm-hmm. weaknesses and play to our strengths. So, um, might love your job again if yeah. you start delegating. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like Moses, if we don't do it, we wear ourselves out. We burn mm-hmm. ourselves out. And what good is that to the church? What good is that to the people you're trying to serve? Right. Um, again, give it gives you time to focus on your strengths. We said that. So we've t- we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, there's no correlation between how busy you are and how productive you are. Mm, that's a good one. So, again, we need to get over that idea that if I'm busy, I'm productive. No, right. if, if you're productive, you're productive. So. Right. <laughs> that's a great point. Um, again, everyone benefits when you delegate responsibilities that fall outside your core competency. Uh, so, again, every, every time you're doing things that you're a, a five on, uh, you know, scale one to ten and you're a five, the, you give the opportunity to the people who are the tens to do that work, then they can do better work and, mm-hmm. and it can get better. It can do a better quality of work and uh, you can fo- focus on those core strengths again. So we're repeating this one a little bit. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's okay because I think it's important because I think this is, this is tough to do. We, um, we talked about it at a staff meeting here and it was just something I just never even, um, never even really thought about. I just thought I'm doing my job. I'm just going through, I'm doing my job. And you know, the more you work somewhere and the more you do a good job, then the more things get added to your job. And, and that all feels good again, that value and, and, and feeling valued. But once I think just once I started hearing this stuff, um, again, just hadn't thought about it before. So once you start hearing it, you can really look introspectively at what your strengths and weaknesses are. I don't even think I really knew in my job what what that was and so it's I think it's important to to think about that what are your strengths what does give you life and give you energy when you're doing that and some of us are so busy that we haven't even sat to sat down to think about that yeah it's a little bit of a, a side note here but the way you discover that is a couple of ways number one first of all what energizes you as we've talked about earlier that if you get excited to go do it I get to do this today yeah that's probably a strength. Now, sometimes you can love doing something and you're terrible at it. <laughs> that can be. But, like golf. Uh, okay, <laughs> there you go. Um, you, you can be. And sometimes you can be really good at something but hate doing it. Um, you know, but those things you love doing and are good at, usually if you love doing it, you're, you're good at it. Another yeah. thing is what do people come to you and say, you do that so easily. You do that yeah. so effortlessly. Mm. And that doesn't mean you put work or effort into it. But just you're like, well, of course, it just comes naturally to you. You're like, well, do you do this and you do this and you do this? Of course. And you like putting the work and the effort in. Yeah. I mean, it's very funny for me. Like, I'm terribly unhandy. You know, I I cannot fix anything. And, you know, handy people be like, well, it's just so easy. You did it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I understand it's easy for you. Right. It's not easy for me. Mm -hmm. But if you can talk like that to people, like it's easy, you do it this way, or people come for you for advice, how do you do this? That's a strength to you. And again, you want to be... Don't, you know, train other people 
which is another episode really, you uh-huh. know, train other people how to do it so that you replace yourself. So that's kind of the other episode. But you don't have to give it all away. Don't give that all away. Right. Um, but um, don't, you know, don't delegate that. But anything else where people, you know, let me help you with that. Right. <laughs> that's like, the uh, okay, that's where you yes, should be giving stuff away. Help me. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into some of those in a second. Um, so there's different ways to delegate, Tom. What are what are some different levels of delegation? Like I can give somebody a task, you know, and, and they can go accomplish that task. Or I can give somebody, you know, a whole project and um, I can trust them to go do the whole project or I can sort of walk through it with them. So what are some different levels of delegation? Yeah, so this some of this is taken from this is actually taken from Michael Hyatt. We found this and we shared this with our staff. So he talked about number one is do exactly what I've told you to do. <laughs> which so that's someone you don't trust totally <laughs> yet. Maybe you will in the future. But. Right. Um, I think that's kind of yeah. That's the lowest level of delegation because right. really you're still kind of hand holding a lot there. Uh, research and report back. So the whole idea of go mm-hmm. research what what you want done, what right. my option, the options are, and then tell me. And, and you then can I'll learn a lot about that person just by asking them to research and report back. You can learn, wow, okay, they got this project. They understand this, and I can give them more. Right. Uh, then there's research, outline, and make a recommendation. Mm-hmm. So it's taking that one step further. Okay. Uh, and then th- level four, uh, Michael Hyde talks about make a decision and then tell me what you did. So... All right, I, you go do it. You go figure it out. And just, I want to know what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the fine, the f- fifth one is you make a decision, do what you think's best, and I never hear it to hear again. Right. That's a high level of trust at that point. So mm-hmm. I think uh, more you want to start at those lower levels of, of trust. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's those those are different levels of delegation. I think when it comes to what we should be delegating, the probably the question first is to look at what are the things you know you don't do well. And the lowest payoff activities, like you, even when you do them, they don't make an impact that only you can make. So, mm-hmm. so again, there's things uh, that only you can do for the benefit of the church and the benefit of your parish. No one else can do them or there's very few people that can do them. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure we're spending on time on those things. But what are the things you know very easily you could give away because, you know, not anybody could do them, but someone else can do them. You don't have to do it. And again, what are those things that burn you out? You know, I'm doing this, but I am no good at it. <laughs> so right. um, those are the things we need to, I'm the first places. I'm trying to what I do that nobody else can do. I got to, I got to sit and think <laughs> about that. Everybody does. Okay. Yeah. So those, those are the things we want to start at. So, um, you know, some other questions we've kind of had is, again, what is it that keeps you from delegating and giving respon- responsibilities to others? We talked about that. So that's really de- dealing with the heart issue a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one task or responsibility you would love to get off your plate? That's the place to start. That's a great place to start. You're this, like, this was changed my perspective on work. We, we did this, uh, as Tom said, at a staff meeting, and we went through these questions. So I highly encourage you to go through these questions, write it down, because once we got to the end, and we're going to give you a couple more questions, but once we got to the end, I knew exactly what I had to go and do, and I know exactly who I was going to ask to oh. do it. So it was really helpful to me. Oh, good. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you doing now that needs to be eliminated or delegated? What would be not right for you to continue doing? Mm-hmm. So again, in the, in the story of, of, Joseph, uh, of Jethro and Moses, Jethro says to Moses, what you're doing is not good. Right. Even though he was trying to help everybody. That's right. Right. But it was not good. Right. 
so what is not it would not be good or not right. Uh, other great stories in Acts chapter six about um, they, the apostles say it would not be right for us to neglect the word and serve at table. Um, where do you think that you could add the most value to the parish? How would the parish benefit if you delegated some task and could spend more time where you add the most value? And then who are some people you can delegate to? So you got to maybe just brainstorm some people, write down their names. They're, yep. Okay, here are some people mm-hmm. I can give some stuff to. And and go in the next time you're at church on the weekend, on a Sunday, be, be like looking around, be like, all right, ta- right, identify the target, identify the target. <laughs> who, who are the people? Who hangs around a little bit longer after mass right. and who wants to talk to you? It's not it's not as hard as you think it is. Yep. And then what's one action step you need to take from all this, which mm-hmm. is probably for most people begin with what do you need to give away and right. who do you need to give it to? Yep. Start brainstorming some names. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break there. All right, great. The Rebuilt Parish Association provides resources and advice to help you rebuild your parish. Included in membership are resources for student programs, children's programs, and small group materials. Also included are homilies, so that you can easily do message series that match the liturgical year. Father Brian Mason from St. Mary's Parish in Hales Corner, Wisconsin states, We based our homilies over several weeks on the Expect Miracles message series, and never in 23 years of preaching have I had so many people talking about the effects the homilies had on their lives. Go to RebuiltParishAssociation.com to learn more about how the Rebuilt Parish Association can give you the resources and content you need to rebuild your parish. Okay, everybody, we are wrapping up this episode on delegation. Tom, what are your final thoughts about delegation for us? Well, I just wanted to share this from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. It just says this, that God gave some to be pastors and some to be preachers and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So again, our main job as ministers in the church is not necessarily to uh, do the work as much as help others do the work of ministry. Our ministry is helping bring others into the ministry of the church. So uh, we just have to keep mm. clear that's what we've been called to do. It's not just to, to do the work, but to involve others in the work so they can grow as followers and disciples of Jesus Christ. So part of, again, this all comes back to discipleship, and others can grow as disciples when we let go of some of that work, let go of some control, and <laughs> give, give it to them. You know, when I was doing youth ministry, I just started doing youth ministry. I had a mentor named Mark. Mark Passioni, and I remember I was struggling to invite people to volunteer. Uh-huh. And he said to me, well, do you love your job? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, that's all you're doing. You're inviting people in to do the job you, that love. you love. That's right. So that's what we're doing. Great advice. We need, we need to delegate. Okay. Well, great. Thanks so much, Tom. Hey, if you want to um, hear more about this, you can follow Tom on Twitter at, at Thomas W. Corcoran. We are going to post the questions that we proposed in this episode on our website, rebuiltparish.com. And so there were five or six questions. I recommend you go th- over those with your staff. They were great for me um, to learn how to delegate. And so thanks for joining us today, and we will see you soon. Tom, will you close us in prayer? Sure. Uh, God, Heavenly Father, we just uh, thank you for uh, the opportunity you give us to share in your work and building your kingdom. And God, we thank you that you trust the w- work of building your kingdom to us human beings. And God, we pray that we would uh, do what you have done, that we would delegate our work, share our work, and knowing, God, it's not punishing people, it's not 
um, uh, you know, it's not punishing them. It's, it's actually inviting them to join in your work and the work of building your kingdom, the most awesome work there is. And Father, we pray, just help us, give us the wisdom to know what to do uh, with what we've discussed today. And we make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. 